Hey everyone, it's The Building Code. Zach Witovich here. And I'm Charlie Bertwistle. Got a great episode today. It's all about numbers, or is it? Oh wow, what a teaser. Um, yes, today we have Timothy Wingate on, um, who is going to be talking to us a little bit about his company. Uh, what's the name, Zach? G plus, G plus F Business and Financial Consulting. G plus F Business and Financial Consulting. I asked Zach because this is once again one of Zach's friends that he once again met on another trip. So I will be kind of third wheeling this interview, but I'm excited to learn. I heard nothing but great things. I think that what I'm hoping to learn out of this interview, because you know me being a podcast host is secretly just uh, my Trojan horse to talking to experts and learning constantly, um, is just how the kind of accounting process fits into the you know scheduling application and your project management application. I know a lot of times people talk about you know cash flow in the construction business, and I think that a lot of times these types of things get overlooked. So I am going to be taking a ton of notes, I'm sure, throughout. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, Timothy's a man. You know, you meet people and you kind of just like connect right away. There's like an energy. Yeah, like you took and me. a took a while for you and I to get there. <laughs> See what I mean? Timothy and I connected like immediately. We were yeah. talking shop. I when I was working with customers as my job and, you know, still get time to spend with customers, but not nearly what I used to and like consult with them. We just started talking about, well, how do you handle this process? And what do you tell customers about this? And it's just so great to have people like Timothy and our, our builder community. Right. Um, he's an amazing, amazing human and, you know, owner of, of an accounting consulting business in construction where there's just, it's a kind of a, rare thing there's not yeah. all that many of them so i'll top i'll stop gushing it's going to be hard you're gonna you're <laughs> gonna know the chemistry right away let's get them in here hey timothy welcome to the building code it's great to see you again charlie's picking up a theme in the most recent episodes that we know each other you know there's yeah. something there as you know i think you're a, a fan of the building code but it's your first time on so welcome Thank it's great to have you. you how are you <laughs> I'm doing well, brother. It's um, it's good to be on, you know, a show that I that I've been a, a, a listener to for the, probably at least the last three years. Uh, so it's just good to be on here and had a chance to meet you in person at the coalition. So uh, I'm excited, just excited about what's gonna what we're gonna talk about and just kind of ready to get into it. Well, before we go too far, we always like to give you an opportunity to kind of talk about like we brought you on the building code. You know, we talk a little bit about you in the intro, but you know, give us your side. What do you do? What's, what's kind of your, your, your play here with, uh, uh, us bringing you on. Yeah. So I'll start off. I always start off first, as you know, from my presentation first, I'm a, I'm a husband, uh, to my wife of 13 years. And I'm also the father to three lovely boys, you know, they're 11, six and five no i'm sorry seven uh -oh. and five there you go your wife's gonna she's gonna love that one come on you can't even get the right, kids right age we were just talking exactly. about before how fast time goes i get it oh man too too fast yeah. too fast so you know that's my motivation that's why i get up every morning and do what i do is for for my family for sure um been in accounting well been had my own accounting firm for seven years now Started back in May 1st, 2016. Yep, I got that date right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and 
before that, prior to that, I was um, CFO and slash CEO of a, of a nonprofit organization, ran that for, for about six years. And so just really grew up in the construction industry because my dad is um, a builder and he's a, a general contractor. So and he's still building today. <laughs> and so we, you know, just really wanted to niche down to something and what better than construction since I knew it, I grew up in it. I love it. Yeah. We got to connect on that down in uh, the Arizona contractor summit. Um, you know, let's start there. Like I'm really interested in, you know, that influence of your dad and your career path. Like, did you love being on the job site or did it, is it something you found later? You just kind of like you, you tried to get away from the family biz and it just called <laughs> you back. You know, how did you, how did you kind of continue in that construction vertical? I tell you, you know, that I, I, I would like to paint the perfect picture and say, yeah, it was all roses and petals. And, and I just wanted to be in the construction industry all my life. But that's not true. Um, just like any dad, when we were kids, we were we didn't have a choice. In the summer, you're working in the sun in Florida. Humidity. In Florida. Uh, <laughs> you're like, you know what? Oh, I'm going to be an accountant. I can't right. do this. It's <laughs> Oh, man, don't make me laugh too hard on here. Um, but, yeah, I found out quickly that I needed to be in the AC. And so I need to do something that could keep my job in the AC. And I, I, I respected what Dad did. I mean, he did a built a lot of great buildings, houses, taught me a lot in the field. But I, I wanted to actually stay away from construction. So that's why I didn't even start the business niching down to construction mm. when I first started. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm kind of interested in is, uh, the construction vertical that you're talking about is what's kind of the key differences between a uh, construction accountant, uh, as opposed to kind of a traditional accountant and what is kind of the specialization that comes with being in the, the construction vertical. Yeah. So number one, first of all, you can't be just this traditional accountant with, with contractors, these guys, are you know hard workers out in the field they they love working with people they trust they want to build relationships so you first you have to be relatable and you have to have some type of personality to be able to keep up with these guys and talk with them about their business um so i had that naturally as you can see i'm not a natural you know bookworm accountant uh, who's kind of you know monotone and no i i have personality because i grew up in that arena and so you need to understand the lingo because there's a lot of construction terms that are thrown around all the time. And if you're not familiar with those terms, uh, when you're coding receipts and recoding invoices, I mean, you, you'll just be clueless and you wouldn't be able to add value to the decisions they will have to make regarding their finances. Uh, so definitely, Knowing the lingo is another thing. And then construction accounting is a very specialized accounting. It's just like nonprofit accounting, manufacturing accounting, and then you have construction accounting. Very specialized. It's more managerial type accounting. So where you're, uh, you're formulating the reports and cost codes in a way to help you read reports. Because when we read these reports, now we need to make decisions based off what we're reading. Um, but first, we need to know how to put the put the report together. 
And so that's what a construction accountant does. They say, hey, what type of business are you running? What are your goals? What numbers and things you need to have at your fingertips to make decisions out in the field? And then we need to build your accounting um, structure to support that. And so that's what is unique about construction accountants. We actually know how to put that uh, those reports together for you. And also we know how to guide you and say, this is the right tech stack you should have. And these are the things that sh should be integrated together um, for the construction business to flow properly. Yeah, you're, you're kind of speaking my language there. I'm a, a data scientist by trade. Um, okay. And a lot of times, you know, people will ask for certain reports or ask certain questions. And the first question is like, well, do you have the data to even answer them? And the more right. important question is, is the data set up properly to answer that? So when you're talking about setting up your cost codes properly and, and things of that nature of, okay, if you want to make decisions off of where we're spending things or what things are happening, well, step one is zooming out to the beginning and are we tracking yeah. it? Or are we tracking it properly? So I could definitely see the nuanced nature of if you don't understand the construction, not even construction accounting, but just construction processes Process. of like, okay, right. here's where your manual labor is gonna come into play. Here's where your materials are gonna come into play. Here are the suppliers you have to buy from and the subcontractors you have to work with. Here are things that you're gonna wanna track to make, like it's so nuanced, like a, in, anyone coming in without construction knowledge would just be lost trying to do the accounting, right? Is, is that yeah. oversimplifying or is that like, it's kind of no, all or nothing, there's no gray area. Yeah, you're hitting it spot on. I mean, and, and and sadly, the case is always, for the most part, you know, these guys are starting their companies, and usually they're starting, like I said, they like people they trust. So they're starting with a, a family member running the books, and this person has no idea how to structure the books in a way that makes sense for a construction company. But they've been doing it for years, and they've been hustling, and then you'll see they, they really don't have a good process on how they estimate jobs. Like, are, are we estimating, you know, just because I walk in the building and I say, hey, uh, yeah, I think, you know, this is about 1,200 square feet. Yeah, we're going to just throw a number and say that's what it is. And we're going to mark it up 40% because 40% should, you know, be enough money, enough profit on the job to take care of all my bills and do all those things. So there's no concrete, you know, type of system or uh, methodology that makes sense when when they're running the company. And so I, I always, my heart goes out to those guys because they're trying very hard to do the right thing, but they just need someone to come in and get them organized and, and just help them see these numbers so, you know, very plainly and simple. So yeah, you're hitting on the money. They don't call it estimating for nothing. You know, just kind of <laughs> right. throw a number and hope it works out. It's, it's amazing how many people I've met that you know they come to builder trend and they've been in business for 20 years and they're like tell me about your estimating process like yeah jim's just kind of been running running through the truck like and we've been making money i don't know is is that bad and i'm kind of like it could be better yeah. we could yeah we could probably better. improve that i remember know? we had a this is probably three or four years ago zach you may remember we launched a survey and it was to builder trend customers and non-builder trend customers but one of the questions is do you know the di or do you understand the difference between markup and margin? Mm -hmm. And ah. it was like 50 50, I think. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was kind of insane. And, and you hit the nail on the head, Timothy, is it because it has worked, right? Yeah. But people don't know that it can work better. And I think that's exactly. what Bill or Trent's trying to solve. And that's what you're trying to solve. Mm -hmm. But Absolutely. what I'm picking up, you know, you do 
the accounting side, but it sounds like you also, you know, GNF consulting, you're also doing those types of other processes for your customers. So you kind of, you know, with your experiences bringing on and kind of saying like, this is the best way to estimate. And then it ties to this. And something I would love to get into as well is you asked a really profound question at the contractor summit about what's more important, the schedule or the yeah. estimate. Uh -huh. And I was like, this is obvious. And I was kind of wrong. So let's start with, you know, what, what kind of service you provide your customers? And I want to get into that experience because it kind of surprised me. Yeah. So I like to say, you know, I mean, the, if you, if you're looking for all the bells and whistles of what G plus F can offer a construction company, we become the back office. We become that support team to the contractor. So we're handling all the books. We're doing all the recording. We're paying yourselves. We're paying your vendors, suppliers. Mm -hmm. uh, we're sending out invoices, you know, all those things. Now we're working together. We can't do it alone, you know, in a silo, but we, we work together. But primarily you're inside of your project management software. In this case, we always pitch build a trend. And then what, and then what, where we live is, you know, in all the other things. <laughs> so that's kind of how we like to establish the relationship and it gets the, the guys out in the field or more um, more into the role that they desire mm -hmm. to be in, which is probably business development, going out, finding new business, doing all those types of things. So, so yeah, so we consult on a, on a, on a number of things like, hey, what's, what's the best way to pay subs? Um, how should we set up our bill, bill pay process? Uh, how should we invoice? Um, how should we train our staff? That's something that's different because construction is big on safety. So one thing that kills a construction company is they always talk about, hey, we we can't find guys or we're losing you know good good workers and then we can't find good workers. Well, my answer to that is, what type of training program do you have established? Because mm -hmm. If you were offering good training, the people won't leave. And if you were offering good training, the people will want to come because they were like, man, I can get trained by the best. They have a great system. And so, hey, what type of systems and technology do you have to train your staff, get them onboarded quickly into how we do things here at this construction company? So that's always something that I'm, I'm preaching on and talking about all the time because training is is what's going to sustain your business. It was going to make it scalable. Um, yeah. So that's, that's mainly what we do. And then of course we do, you know, all the accounting stuff and then we, we closed every the books a month in year in and file your taxes. We can do tax resolution. We have done it, you know, for some, some guys we've onboarded who had some tax issues coming to us. We don't enjoy doing it because it's very, it's a very lengthy process. Who loves um, dealing with the IRS, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so either Florida or the, you know, the federal IRS. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I, I mean, I got a case that's been going on for five years. Oh my so, God. Is... So just, you know, feel my pain. <laughs> <laughs> we need more people like you, Timothy. That's right. Sainthood. Right. So that's kind of what, that's kind of what we, we do in a nutshell is, is in, in how we serve a construction company, we become the back office. That's amazing. So yeah, let's get into, so at the contract coalition that Charlie was not in attendance for, um, <laughs> you asked the question, 
what's more critical for construction to have to a bunch of contractors who run yeah. construction companies, the schedule or the estimate? And Charlie, what do you think the answer is? Wow. Well, your first, kinda, first you're, game on the spot, I think, on the building. You're putting yeah. me on the spot here. Uh, yeah, maybe we start doing, maybe this can be a segment or something like that. Is like, let's ask Charlie construction questions. And see Out of nowhere. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give an answer, and, and then if I'm wrong, it will spark. Um, we will replace some, you as host, finally. Oh, I was going to say it will spark and, good content, oh, and we'll grow our viewership. Awkward. <laughs> I guess in my mind, I would think that the estimate would be more important because you would need to build your schedule off of kind of what you'd establish in the estimate, right? Like if you don't know what you're purchasing or how much you're purchasing it for or how much you're invoicing or how much you're going to make until you get that figured out, you can't really start to build your schedule. Now I could be completely wrong, but uh, that's my question. That's my answer. All right. That's guess what, Charlie, you, you fit in the what 99 percent and me too i was like this is tim this is obviously like, <laughs> yeah and, and the way yeah, you, but, you propose it was like it didn't feel like a trick question and then when you were like right it's the schedule according to timothy and i'm just i love i was like wow okay that makes builder training yeah, so better yeah let's, let's think about this right so you know um because these are things these are questions that i always pose to my father and he will give me answers and explain to me, you know, I mean, the reason why, because he's done some, I mean, some nice projects, this, this you know, commercial and, and residential. And so when we come, when we talk about estimating, so let's talk about it in contrast to scheduling. So I get estimating wrong, but I get scheduling perfect. So what can happen in that, in that case? I can finish a job on time. And then I can make the money that my estimate told me I would make, whether I lost money or 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 not, you know, whether I did a good job estimating or not. So yeah, so I did I didn't make the profit margin um that I set out to make because, you know, I estimated something improperly. So I got I forgot a whole building that we had to build. <laughs> but I I still finished it on time. I'm going to lose money, but now I'm probably never going to make that mistake again. I'm going to get that right the next time. But if I don't get a hold of scheduling, so let's say I've estimated something perfectly, but then I really suck at scheduling. So when I when my schedule gets thrown off, no matter how great of a job I've done in estimating, I'm going to lose money. Why? Because... Now something that was planned to take three months took six months. And then now I had to pay my staff three, uh, six months worth of pay versus three months worth of pay. Because guess what? They're still coming to work every day. And then, oh, I forgot to order materials, the right amount of materials. So now my guys came to work ready, thinking that, hey, Tim, you had you were supposed to have order materials, and so now I got to give them some odd jobs. Maybe I'm going to have you guys work at the shop today. Or I'm going to have you clean up the site today, because so that's what throwing away money. You're just throwing it away. So now when you get to the end of this project, you've lost so much money. You're so behind that you're on the next project. You're hoping that you can make enough money to make up for this three month loss. 
because of bad scheduling. And so scheduling is the most important thing. You have to get that right. You have to know. And it's, it, and what's the problem? You know, with human nature, scheduling requires you to be proactive. And so what? I have to sit down. I have to plan. I have to think about what, who's going to be coming on the job. Are we going to have three trays at the site at one time? Or are we going to have two trays at the site? Are they going to overlap? Are they going to be in each other's way? Um, are we going to have the guys come in and start this part? Uh, can we can we get concrete on this day? If concrete can't come on this day, what can we do instead and get something going so we continue to move the project along? Like it requires you to be so proactive that that's when you become a great project manager and you you're running a great company. And it's a, it's the same thing. Like in an accounting world, like if we can get the construction guys to actually submit purchase orders oh man our life just became easy you know what i mean now we can get numbers and data quickly and make these adjustments as needed because they sent a purchase order but when we have all these where did this home depot receipt come from you know and <laughs> right. there's 10 of them and and now what is it for is it for lumber oh man they actually no they actually bought lumber electrical drywall and everything on one receipt. Ah, oh, now you just made my life a headache. You know, so that's the type of thing that we that we want to get ahead of. And so scheduling um, allows you to do that. Being proactive with purchase orders allows accounting um, to get ahead of schedule. You know, so it's just a lot of different things. So scheduling is the most important thing out of those two. There you go. In my opinion. Well, you know, Hopefully, I still have a job on the the podcast after this. <laughs> Actually, what we're gonna do is when we get done with this, I'll go ahead and I'll re-record my answer, and we'll okay. insert that in there. Um, John doesn't like you that much. <laughs> but on a serious <laughs> note, we always try not to make this podcast too like salesy for Builder Trend. But like the yeah. pain points you're describing, kind of sounds like the pain points Builder Trend's trying to solve, right? Well, that's that's what really struck me. Like the first time I heard it, I was kind of like, the, when you think about it. That's probably what has got us here, Builder Trend, because yeah. like that was what the backstory of Builder Trend for our listeners is kind of fun. It's like it started as a scheduling tool that we mm. kind of accidentally fell into at the request. It's kind of this lore of how Builder Trend started in our, you know, the the basement of, you know, our three founders' parents. Yeah. And it was a scheduling tool. Yeah. And they made it for one yeah. of their buddies that was working a job and needed something like that. And that's why everything connects to the schedule in builder yeah. trend is because it is kind of the true and like it really made me like i spend so much time in my own job thinking about the value of the software is the financials because that's the back end that's the office like really like sometimes the basics and really the schedule is a mini supply chain that if you don't have right we saw yeah. it with the macroeconomics it caused total disruption in yeah. the economy it's like in a business it's the same thing it's, it's smaller scale but it's the same thing it things aren't happening. Yeah. There's a breakdown. There's now a delay and you're just behind constantly. And it's really hard to get back on track. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's logistics. And that's why we have Amazon, you know what I mean? I don't know. You know what I mean? They perfected the logistics process. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we can get next day shipping on a lot of different things. And all. Logistics is so important in any company. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we get from one point to the other quickly as possible and, and efficient as possible? Yeah, so I think, uh, I mean, I'm I'm blown away by your your. Imagine an accounting 
episode turning into a project management episode. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Flipping the script. I'm good. This is why we're both of us are going to get taken off the building code. Oh, uh, what are you talking no, about? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think this is gold. I think it's actually funny. A, a large majority of employees, not a large majority, but, but I'll say a large majority. <laughs> a lot of people like employees at Billertrain actually listen to the podcast here. And I feel like they're really going to like this one because you're preaching what a lot of us believe about the value of the software and stuff. So I was saving this content for the pod. I didn't want, I didn't, you know, I didn't spread this around too much, Timothy. I wanted to come yeah. from you because they'd be like, Zach, you're making it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, no, see, this is what we've been oh, telling. God. Thank you. My guy told me. Zach's, yeah. Zach's going to record this and bring it into like our next meeting when we're yeah. talking about prioritization of the product. He's like, no, see, uh -oh. click the play button there. Uh -oh. and, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So Using when Zach gets, leaving. when Zach gets promoted again, he can, uh, you better request some, uh, some compensation there for, <laughs> for helping him. Ah, uh, no, me and Zach are good. Man. Yeah. We had, yeah. We had, such a, we had such a good time in Arizona. Oh, Sorry, you did you, Arizona. Timothy? Oh, <laughs> gosh. Love it. I'm starting to think that, that you, you two set this up. Like oh, a way. I maybe have heard three different Charlie's off the off the podcast jokes. Charlie should have yeah. been in Arizona. There jokes. may or may not be emails. You know, yeah. We'll see. Right. Uh, getting back to it, Timothy, I think what I'm kind of curious in is obviously you're very, very knowledgeable and passionate. At what stage do you typically come in with the clients that you're working with? Is it people that are trying to set things up from scratch? People that have been around for 20 years and finally realize that things could be done a little easier. Do people already have processes? Are they trying to establish processes or is it kind of all over the place? No, no, no. It's not all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, no, what, what usually, um, what we found out to be a good fit for us is someone who's figured out how to how to reach that million dollars. You know what I mean? Like I, I've got it. Like I, I got to this point. But sometimes they're at, they're at that million million dollar mark, but they're just stressed out. Like they're working sixty eight hour weeks. I mean they're they're just stressed out. They don't know their numbers. They're like, man, I just hustled. I just got to this point because of hard work, and I don't have systems. You know, my guys don't use a time clock. I'm still writing checks. People still coming to you know, pick up checks for me. Uh, I don't, I just need someone in my corner who knows this part of the business better than I do. And that's where we seem to be um, best fit. I always say uh, there's, a, there's a Southern, you know, little thing, somebody who's just sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm just fed up because if I don't figure this out, I don't know if I'm going to even run this construction company anymore. I'm, I may sell it. I, I, I may do something different because I'm starting not to like it or love it um, like I used to when I got into it. So some of the guys, they've been in it for, you know, five years. Some I had a, I got a client recently who came on board and he was in it for 20 years. And he was like, man, Tim, like. And when I say recently, he, I mean, he's been with me for a year. So now his business looks totally different than a year ago. And he has. Actually, we we have this thing where we try to, you know, we we say we want to increase a contractor's um, um, revenue by 15 percent every year. Well, this guy here, he's on his way to actually he's on his way to double it. So um, and it's no it's no no magic to this. You know, um, I always tell people, too, when they come on board, like, hey, we don't have a magic wand where we can change the business in three months. Like that is it, it. If it took you. 20 years to get to this point or 
if you if you got 20 years of unresolved whatever you know it's going to take some time uh and usually that time frame is somewhere around you know six to nine months before they start to see like the light you know where it's like oh i can actually see where this is going you know because a lot of it is just onboarding it's me you know telling you like hey now i want you to do things like this so now you have to get in the rhythm of doing things like that um and then we're we're trying to create this baseline that's the whole point like we're trying to create a solid baseline so we can say we can at least trust the numbers and now we can start to you know use the numbers to make decisions um we can tweak the numbers because we now know what they are so it's a lot of different things like some guys, most companies I come come on board with, they they haven't done a labor burden rate calculation for nobody. You know, they, they some of them don't even know what that is. And so that's one of the first things that we do. Like, hey, we need to do a labor burden calculation for every person that works here. We didn't know the true cost of the person that works here. You know, and so that's one of our starting points and just kind of getting the books cleaned up, just getting where we can trust the numbers. I love it. And I think you make a great point overall. Like you can you can go pretty far with processes that are rough, but to be great, you have to have it really refined. I've kind of been like using this a lot in my own department lately. It's like we our CS team is great. And we to be great though, we gotta do everything dialed in. And I kind of joke about like Kobe Bryant. Played basketball yeah. his whole life. And till the day he died, he was in the gym every morning, like shooting free throws things he's been doing <laughs> since he like was born to do and he's and lebron and like i know it's an nba reference and everything but it's like that's what it takes to be great and that's kind of like construction companies or any business it's no different like you have to pay attention to the details they have to be thought through and a lot of times it's not asking for major changes it's refinement or subtle mm -hmm. that then doubles or triples your revenue right yeah it's worth yeah. it yeah it is it's just because you didn't know that you were losing money over here because you didn't have a true number of what that, you know, what that cost was. So it's like, oh man, I was spending $50,000 on meals. Oh, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm being ridiculous, but yeah, that's kind of what the revelation is when you get organized. It's like, man, I didn't know I was spending that much. I, you used to mean to tell me I took $70,000 out of my business for distribu as distributions. I don't even know what I did with that. <laughs> you know, so it just, those simple revelations um, being brought brought up in, in our meetings and, and talked about, they're like, man, I got to do things different. You know, I got to. And, and sometimes they don't even understand, like, oh, I'm an S corporation, but, you know, I don't pay myself a salary. Oh, well, now you're taking everything in distribution. Now you just called yourself a $15,000 tax bill because you took everything as a distribution and the business lost money. You, ha you had no basis. You know, so it's just like all these different little small tweaks and so it's just getting them to make those adjustments that automatically just turns into revenue is it's i mean it's not it's not rocket science yeah i think we had this is this was zach's one of zach and i's first episodes but we had russ stevens on mm -hmm. and he gave one of the greatest quotes ever is like uh, he works for another consulting company he's like a lot of the reason that builders don't want to go to consultants or advisors is because they're scared they're going to find out there was an easier way and they right. spent the last 20 years 
giving up $15,000 here or there or going through all the labor or working 80 hour weeks. And mm -hmm. it's almost like a, you know, refus refusal to believe that oh, I could have been doing this and I've spent this much time not doing that. So that's why we like having people like you on here is to get out to our listeners. Like, even if you think you have it all intact, like at least take the time to look into things like this and be aware of what's out there. Be aware of what the resources are. Um, get in contact with people like you, Timothy, come to Builder Train University, talk to your other builders, go to a cool uh, contractor coalition if you get an invite. Like yeah. there, there are resources <laughs> out there and in Builder Trend, like internally, we fall into this trap all the time. It's like, we think that we're the only ones in the world, the only tech company ever that has like faced this one problem. It's like, no, we're not. <laughs> Every tech company in the entire world, there's millions of people trying to solve the same exact things we are. Um, so swallow your pride and figure out what, you know, what they're doing and learn from each other and, and seek out help where you need it. That's it. So if, that's it. so if that's resonating with one of our listeners, what would be, what would you advise kind of their next steps to be? Do you have a website they can go out to, um, resources they can get a hold of, or, or what would you suggest? Yeah. So definitely, um, you can reach out to us. You can go to our website, either G which is one domain or our other domain, which may be easier to remember construction.accountant. Wow. Construction. Great. You're all, how'd you get that one? Accountant. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so that's the best way to reach us. Awesome. We'll link and then, both of those. Of course, in the we have social media. We're on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook too. Um, but I don't manage those pages. So, you know, don't make inquiries there. Um, definitely go to the website for sure to make an inquiry. I mean, construction.accountant is the easiest website name to remember ever. So nice job to your, uh, your branding team there. We'll link Thank all the you. socials and, and websites in the show notes for people listening. They can go out there. Perfect. Well, it was a pleasure having you on and I know personal invite to have you back on. We covered a lot. We didn't even, you know, we got into accounting and then I was like, actually, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, you know, but it was a, a great catching up with you, Timothy, and, and really appreciate you. And thanks for uh, joining the building code. Same here, man. It was, you know, a dream come, come true for me, you know, to be on the building code, uh, to be a part of such a, a awesome brand, awesome software, you know, builder, builder, uh, builder train is something that we preach to all of our clients and we want them to get on because the integration with QBO is like the best. And that's what we, I'm, I, I actually, oh no, I don't want to do that. But yeah, so I, I would just say this, Builder Trend has the best integration with QuickBooks Online, hands down. And that's why we love it. And 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 that's why I want all my clients on it. So I, I enjoyed being here, had a good time. I hope, you know, we shared a couple of laughs, Charlie. We'll see you at the next uh, coalition yeah. summit, hopefully. Are you going? Uh, you <laughs> Are you going to be there? I, yes, I think I will be there. Okay. I talked to to Brad and Brad, um, he, he actually, no, Brad told me after the, the one in um, Arizona, it's like, Tim, we got to have you out in September, the one in Austin. So I'm sure that his team will be reaching out to me and, and then we'll be making that happen. Love it. I'll be there too. Okay. Have fun cool. guys. Zoom. Give me a FaceTime. <laughs> we'll catch up. <laughs> we had too much fun on this episode. Yeah. I was going to say, hey, we're still recording. So we'll wrap it up here. Timothy, thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> um, an absolute pleasure. Nice to meet you. Thanks. Timothy. Pleasure to meet you, Charlie. I said in the intro that Timothy and I were connect instantly and yeah, by got, God, did we deliver? Yeah. You guys that had was a really a lot of fun. cool, uh, uh, gang up on Charlie, uh, 
bit. My favorite. There. <laughs> uh, uh, sometimes it goes I, around. I hate Timothy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I uh, that was incredible. Um, I actually, I I can I, yeah, I'll say this. I was messaging Zach on the side like during that interview. I'm like, what do we have to do to hire Timothy <laughs> Like, what is the lump sum of cash that we have to throw in his face? Uh, and then he's talking about uh, you know all his other kind of advisory positions and stuff like that. But um, yeah, he was incredible. I think listening to an expert and a, a true professional in the definition of the word and just, you know, the way he exudes himself, um, really connected a lot of the dots for me. And I would say validated a lot of the assumptions that we have a builder trend around what we're building for and what the pain point we're trying to solve is. I think a lot of times we kind of beat ourselves up um, and look at like these edge cases and think, oh, we need to do this and this and this and this. There's a million things that Builder Trend could do. Um, but the schedule, like you said, is the backbone of our software and you can tie all your financials to it. And that alone, listening to Timothy talk is a, a game changer. So yeah, it was cool. It was a perfect interview to have on a Friday afternoon before a long weekend. I'm just like in a great mood about what we've done so far and also just fired up about what we have the opportunity to do because this is such a big opportunity um, in the space. I totally agree. It took a long time for me to connect those dots. It's not super clear. And you think construction, you don't think business operations and yeah. the chain of events. He even used the word logistics. You know, it's like you just kind of think like, oh, they build houses. Yeah, you got to buy stuff. And even when I was a newer customer success coach at the time, that isn't really apparent. So I that's why I love talking to people who like live it, like grew up in it. Yeah. And then now are in the profession because there is a nuance and there is like an excellence and there is a, there is a path to get there. And so hopefully if you're listening and you kind of look at where you're at, you kind of see like, um, we didn't talk about this either, but there are professionals that can do this, that you can trust and are a lot more affordable than like, you know, having to hire someone or, you know, consulting to like do it. Like there are these operations all over the United States, probably in your backyard that can take some of that administrative pieces that you're maybe struggling with, give you advice. And some of what we've talked about is other episodes. It's an investment. There's no doubt, but what you get oh, on yeah. the other side is totally worth it. So well, you heard him say in the interview, he's like, if you want an actual number of how much it's worth, they 15 or raise the company's revenue on average, raise companies revenues, 15%. And I, I, I'm sure he's got clients with more. I mean, like, oh, yeah. it's like, it's amazing what partnership can really do. That's what's exciting is construction's all about partnership. Like, yeah, you can't it's more money and easier. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the, <laughs> and less work. Yeah. Sounds yeah, like a, a no brainer. A win -win. To me. And they have the coolest website in the entire world construction.accounting. I know. I almost wanted to be like, how did you get that? That's what I was thinking too. That'd be like me having, oh, I wonder if this exists. Can I get like a charlie.burtwistle website? <laughs> Assuming kind of homepage? you're going to be like a business or uh i like a lifestyle blog i'd say <laughs> like some sort of online journal like today on the building code timothy and zach teamed up on me <laughs> and made me feel bad about not being able to go on cool trips um for the world to see for the record we love each other okay yeah you and timothy do i can tell <laughs> i'm getting a little jealous uh we better end it here uh as always thank you so much for tuning in if you would be so kind to like review and subscribe it does help Zach and I keep our jobs. So I appreciate that. Otherwise, until next time, I'm Charlie Bertwistle. I'm Zach Matovich.